Today's message has been brought to you by Faith Family Church in Billings, Montana. For more information, visit faithfamilybillings.com. All right. Faith stands in the face of the furnace. That's the title of the message. Faith stands in the face of the furnace. This morning, I want to wrap up our youth conference with a message uh, that is entitled that. Taking a stand in this life is not the easy thing to do. It's the right and necessary thing to do. As we have already heard, we must determine to live lives that are built on principle. God's word is a firm foundation that will last through any storm the enemy brings our way in this life. Our success has been predetermined in Christ if only we will place his truth in us, on us, in front of us, and behind us. Winston Churchill said it this way, we shall fight on the beaches, we shall fight on the landing grounds, we shall fight in the fields and in the streets, we shall fight in the hills, we shall never surrender. I think I could hang out with that guy. (laughs) It is a requirement of Christ's body that we pursue righteousness, godliness, faith, love, patience, and gentleness. That we fight the good fight of faith and lay hold on eternal life. So we're going to look at Daniel chapter 3, and we're going to look at principles of faith in the face of the furnace. Daniel chapter 3, verse number 1, and I'm going to read down through verse 7, and then I'm going to comment. Nebuchadnezzar, the king, made an image of gold, whose height was 60 cubits, and its width 6 cubits. He set it up in the plain of Dura in the province of Babylon. And King Nebuchadnezzar sent word to gather together the satraps, the administrators, the governors, the counselors, the treasurers, the judges, the magistrates, or we would say the senators, the governors, the sheriffs, the police officers, the... And all officials of the province to come to the dedication of the image which King Nebuchadnezzar had set up. So all of them came together and they gathered for the dedication of the image. I'm in verse 3, skipping stuff. That King Nebuchadnezzar had set up and they stood before the image that Nebuchadnezzar had set up. Then a herald cried aloud. Boy, you got to watch out for those voices. To you it is commanded, O peoples, nations, and languages. Oh, here we go. That at the time when you hear the sound of the horn, the flute, the harp, the lyre, psaltery, in symphony, with all kinds of music, you shall fall down and worship the gold image that King Nebuchadnezzar has set up. 
And in case you don't want to, verse 6, and whoever does not want or does not fall down in worship shall be cast immediately into the midst of a burning, fiery furnace. So at that time when all the people heard the sound of the horn, the flute, the harp, and the lyre in symphony, it was beautiful music for false worship. With all kinds of music and all the people, nations, and languages fell down and worshiped the gold image which King Nebuchadnezzar had set up. If you're going to stand in the face of the furnace, first thing you need to do is realize your enemy has a systematic plan. Your enemy has a systematic plan to lead you into idol worship. And as we just read, he is organized. But so are we. <laughs> One of the things that the enemy loves to do because he knows that within the heart of every person is a call to worship. And since he, from the beginning, when he fell, has this desire to be as God, he wants to give you a God that you can worship. He has done this generation after generation to young and old alike, given them a sound that cues worship to a false God. And this is how he is. If you don't, he's going to have a barbecue with you. He is intentional through all of these different things. Now, we look at this and we think, oh, that's, that's old. Okay, let's make it new. Through Hollywood, through the music industry, through television, through media, through social media, he is playing a sound it is a unified sound. And it starts in the spirit and travels through vessels that he has placed in places of authority that actually belong to the children of God. The enemy is the greatest destroyer of all, the greatest deceiver of all, the greatest manipulator of all. He'll find you. He'll find somebody where God has placed a musical ability within them, and he'll begin to manipulate and use that through lusts of the flesh, through, a, through leading that person down a path away from God, beginning to make them think that they gave that to themselves and that the people should come to the concert and worship 
them and in all reality, if that person knew what was empowering them to rebel against God, they would probably throw up for three days straight if they saw the demonic, if they smelled the demonic. Do you know dark things have a scent? There's a reason why those spirits are called un. If we're going to take a stand for the Lord as young people, as the parents of young people, we had better realize your enemy is against you. Peter said it this way, be sober, be sober, be vigilant for your adversary, the devil. He what? Roams, seeking who he may This is why we had a youth conference. We're not just sitting around wondering what to do. And, and like we just have all this extra free time to fill it with things. Oh, I mean, I know, I know people live haphazard. I don't. I hate Satan. I have an eternal mindset. I'm not interested just in my comfort. And I want to destroy his ability to even come close to anybody, let alone the youth. We are, we are called to be remnant church. You say, what do you mean by that? Because so many people think church is showing up and sitting today. This is just locker room. The game is out there. All we're here for is to get refreshed with some Gatorade. It's to, it's to get some, look over the game plan, to put some truth in you, to say, hey, we're coming up to a game this week and you're in it. Realize your enemy has a strategy, but so do we. We are not those who shrink back. I, I, I've talked about this before, but I, I have this uh, short reel video on my, uh, on my phone that I saved off of Instagram, and it's, an, it's a museum, and in the museum it shows one of Napoleon's uh, soldiers' uh, breastplate, and it's got a cannon hole, cannonball hole, through the front and out the back. What do I know about that guy? He was in the fight. Because how many know sitting at home, you don't run into cannonballs. You run into Bathsheba. I ain't fiddling around on the roof. When I'm at, it's time for the kings to be at war. I'm at war. Let me smell the gunpowder. Come on, let me hear the tanks. Let me hear the gun load. 
the bolt action. Why? Spiritual warfare. You can ask my kids. As they, as they were growing up, we'd listen to the radio. I don't care if it's Christian radio. They'll say stuff that isn't biblical, and I would speak up. Nope, that's not true. The Bible says this. You say, really? Do you have to be that crazy? Yeah, I do. And I don't call it crazy. I call it normal. If you're not aware and you're not fighting, I say you're crazy. Because here's the thing. Jesus was called crazy, and so was Paul. I don't know about you, but I'm like David's mighty men. I want a place among the mighty men. And it doesn't come by playing church. It comes by being the church. Well, that's what we pay you for, preacher. You go do it. Oh, no. No, 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 no. I get paid to help you go do it. Why well, put all that power in you? I mean, you're all dressed up and ready to go. I don't know. I think I was talking to Mike the other day. I said, look, I want to get to heaven and go, I need a new set of armor. I don't want to walk in with no dents. I don't want my sword not to be scarred. I want it to, when I get in, I want to be out of breath. Come on, who's, who's ever run a race before? You've been to a race? Well, after they get done doing their sprints or their runs, what are those runners doing at the end? <gasps> Some of them fall down. And we got Christians that are going into heaven going, well, I made it. The angels are looking at him going, that armor's a little shiny. <laughs> Our enemy has a plan, but so do we. We have a plan too. The options of the enemy are always worship me or die. This is his agenda always. And the more asleep the church is, the more the enemy will take ground. We need to realize as well that as, well that, as a usual, the majority of humanity will follow the Antichrist agenda. As soon as the music plays... Do you want to know how gullible people are? Just think about the COVID. It was a mandate, not a law. You say, how do you know? Because we called the police at this church. We called the sheriff. We called and we had people look into and talk to the city and, they, and, I, and we asked them, are you going to prosecute churches if they meet? Because the mandate was don't meet. They said no. We said good. <laughs> I've had pastors come to me. I've been at, I've been at 
we've been at uh, meetings, Heidi and I have, where pastors are meeting and they, oh, they want to talk to me about how their church shrunk and how their money went down during COVID. And I said, well, it went directly opposite for me. In fact, I had people show up at this church because they're shut down and they were mad. And I don't blame them. Come on, church. You think that you think the government cares about your safety? I'm not we're not going to take up pitchforks and torches, okay, in the service today and go, listen, I'm, I'm telling you, do, don't put your faith in them. Function within the system, but put your faith in God. People say, well, what if you died? That is not the worst thing that could happen to a believer. Like I heard one minister say, you're not going to threaten me with heaven. Sometimes we are so in love with preserving what is temporal. When in reality, we are eternal. I am not looking for a city here. I'm looking for a city whose builder and maker is God. And, they, and people can call us crazy and brainwashed. And I say, thank you. The Bible says that it's supposed to wash my brain. <laughs> it's not my problem that you can't see beyond what you see. But I, but I do see into the eternal. And it's right here. Listen, I don't know about you. But I was nothing and nobody and dead. And then I heard about Jesus. I was addicted, broke, busted, disgusted, addicted to fleshly things. And then I heard about Jesus. And I said, no more worship in this Nebuchadnezzar dude. I'm done. I like eternity and the furnace now if need be. But anything else, no, I'm with him. Secondly, when facing the furnace, we must realize we will be persecuted. Daniel chapter 3, verse number 8 through 13. Therefore, at the time, at that time, oh man, there has been there have been tattletales since forever. You know those people that love Nebuchadnezzar because he pays their paycheck? <laughs> <laughs> you say, what do you mean? Oh, there's so many people that'll, that'll bail on God for the sake of cultural uh, appropriation in the sense of social, not wanting to make waves, and they know they'll lose their paycheck if they go with God. Do you know why? They have more faith in the money than they do their creator. But if you're going to take a stand, you got to go, oh, it's God or nothing. Last time I checked, God was the greatest hunter of all time. I know it's hunting season. This is your illustration. <laughs> Be blessed. Those of you that didn't get anything, where's your faith at? <laughs> I mean, he created them. Get your, I already prayed for you. We did it corporately here. 
My face engaged. Where's yours? I expect trophies. Tell me you don't even believe God wants you to have that. Okay, I'm moving on. The Lord's so good at hunting, he dropped quail. You say, I would have liked to see that shotgun. (laughs) But what did the children of Israel have to do? They had to make up their mind. God's our source, not Pharaoh, not Nebuchadnezzar. He says... Here in verse 8, therefore at that time certain Chaldeans came forward and accused the Jews. That you might as well certain un- say certain unsaved people came forward and accused the church. It's the same thing. Just under the old covenant. They spoke and said to King Nebuchadnezzar, O king, live forever. Oh, yuck. <laughs> I can just hear it. You know, you people, I, this really gets to me, and I'm going to say this as nice as I can. But when people are like almost faint impressed they're, they're with a Hollywood star, bleh. You say you don't love Hollywood Absolutely I love them. They don't deserve my worship. Only one person deserves my worship. I can enjoy things in this life. They may be gifted, praise the Lord, whatever it is. But I am not starstruck by anybody. And listen to me, including preachers. Paul told me they were all mine. Your favorite or your unfavorite? Your Baptist or your Pentecostal? Oh, your Foursquare or your Lutheran? Come on, Paul said they were all mine. Amen. All right. Side note. You, O king, have made a decree... Oh, I can just hear it. Makes me laugh. That everyone who hears the sound of the horn, the flute, the harp, and they go through it, shall fall down and worship the gold image. And whoever does not fall down and worship shall be cast into the midst of the burning fiery furnace. There are certain Jews, there are certain Christians whom you have set over the affairs of the province of, oh, those Christians got in a place of authority. And now we got to take them out because they're not following the agenda. Young people do this. Say it with me. Say, I do not follow the Antichrist agenda. God made me a man. God made my wife a female, woman. That's it. X, 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 Y, that's it. That's it. X, 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 Y, that's it. I said that's it. And the church said amen. Amen. DNA don't lie. You can, you can, and I know people are dealing with situations. I get it. I understand. We, we love those people that are in that deception. But, but it's not going to do us any good to conform to them because we'll stop deliverance for them. In your, if, if, if we're going to love them, 
We have to love them with truth. Somebody has to stand up and say, no, this is not happening in Billings Public Schools. Listen, don't wait for me to do it. I'm in my call. Well, I want to, you know, that's what, don't, we're go, okay, we'll go down this road again. That's not, that's not why I'm paid. See, you're anointed at your job. You're anointed to run for office. You're called to take a stand in the face of everybody else bowing and worshiping. I have a good friend of mine, Luke Hudson. He's a Rhema grad, and he, when the whole COVID thing, and then everything that's been going on, he continues. He is fighting for school district two to have different board members because they were just bowing because of the peer pressure. Well, I'll be, I'll be the only one that says it's not right. No, you won't. It will be you and God, and that will be enough. People of faith, come on. I don't care what your brand is. It doesn't matter to me what the brand is on your faith. If it's Christ is the Savior, you're a person of faith, and you have within you what you need to take a stand on truth, and it's okay to be persecuted for it. The church, if you read the book of Acts, went from a place of rejoicing over being persecuted to a place now in America where we're sitting in Canaan land going, I just want to retire someday and golf the rest of my life. Oops, did I say that? It's okay because, see, I, I know that these things down here are temporal. I have to stand before the Lord one day. I'm going to take a stand now so that when I stand there, I'm not disappointed. The fire hits what I do, and I don't go, oh. And the Lord says, well, you're saved. Come on in. I'd rather have some stones and precious things show up all right, we're taking a stand. So they accuse the Jews in their right. They accuse Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. They were in this place of leadership. They said in verse 12, they do not serve. Uh, uh, verse 12 says this, there are certain Jews whom you have set over the affairs of the province of Babylon, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, these men, O king, have not paid due regard to you because they know where due regard is supposed to go. They do not serve your gods or worship the gold image which you have set up. Verse 13 says, Then Nebuchadnezzar, in rage and fury, have you ever seen that before? Gave the command to bring Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. So they brought these men before the king. So they were called out by name by the king who was in a rage. Realize that in persecution, you're, when you face these things in faith, it's not going to always be they receive what you say. But remember, you're not giving them your words. <laughs> Come on, you're giving them. All right. When Pilate was asking Jesus, 
and questioning him on behalf of the Jews. Who was on trial? It wasn't Jesus. It was Pilate. So in this case, who's on trial? It isn't Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. You're not on trial. Your trial's been set, and it's already been established. You're born again. The gavel has wrapped, not guilty. In Christ. Lastly, when facing the furnace, you must determine in advance your commitment to God. Daniel chapter 3, verse 15 through 18 says this. Now, if you are ready, this is uh, uh, Nebuchadnezzar now chewed him out. And he's saying, okay, now if you're ready, at that time you hear the sound of the horn, the flute, the harp, the lyre, and the psaltery in symphony with all kinds of music, and you fall down and worship the image which I made good. <laughs> they always call it good. The devil always calls it good. <clears throat> But if you do not worship, you shall be cast immediately into the midst of the burning, fiery furnace. And who is the God? Oh, he's gotten cocky, hasn't he? He's gotten really arrogant. But it's understandable. He has a spirit behind him operating that's very arrogant. And he says this, who is the God who will deliver you from my hands? I love Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. They answered and said to him, Oh, King Nebuchadnezzar, they weren't even mean. They're like, Okay, oh, Nebuchadnezzar, we have no need to answer you in this matter. If that be the case, our God, whom we serve, is able to deliver us from, your, from the burning, fiery furnace. Watch this. And he deliver us from your hand, O oh, King. I think it was kind of like this. I understand, sir, but I don't even need to think about it. My God will protect me, and I will not be bowing today. They said this in the face of a raged man who has a furnace that's turned up so hot it killed his own men while they threw the boys in. Now, there's a whole lot of sermons there that could go off, but I'm not going in them. But if not, let it be known to you, O king, that we do not serve your gods, nor will we worship the gold image which you have set up. This is what? Taking a... You can look at your coworkers. You can look at your boss. You can look at your friends at school. You can look at, uh, you can uh, online on your social media, you can say respectfully, I'm not going to worship what the world worships. I worship Jesus. Well, we'll cancel you. You cannot cancel God. It's impossible. It's impossible. Well, if I do that, there'll be consequences on both sides. So let's look at what the consequences are. 
Expect the reward of your steadfastness facing the furnace in faith. Verse 19 through 25. Then Nebuchadnezzar was full of fury. Boy, he's got anger issues. Nothing worse than a leader with a temper. Especially if they if it never got spanked out of them as a kid. Throw little temper tantrums. You know what the difference between a four-year-old throwing a fit and a 40-year-old is? The four-year-old just spins on the floor where they are. The 40-year-old can tear up everything. That's why you teach them when they're four. He's in a rage. So he spoke and commanded that they heat the furnace seven times more than it was usually heated. I don't know if this, he was like trying to, you know, Guys, worship, just worship. And he commanded certain mighty men of valor, these are not the same as David's, who were in his, in his army to bind Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego and to cast them into the fiery furnace. Then these men were bound. Now watch this. They put more coats on them. Trousers, turbans, and other garments. They're mad. You're not going to just burn. We're going to increase the kindling over you. That's what they're doing. You know, I'm surprised they didn't roll them in some sort of flammable material before they threw them in. But that's how mad they are. And do you know that, that, that our world is like that? Come on, think with me, guys. A politician that will vote to murder a baby will vote to murder you. What is the difference? You're talking about full-term abortions? Oh, but we're so much more advanced than they were in those olden days. No, same devil, same evil heart. The technology may change, but the heart of man is the same without Christ. When, the heart, when Christ is in the heart of a man, he'll stand in between the politician and the baby that could be killed. And he'll say, I will stop you from doing it. But when Christ is not, when truth is not strong within a person, we can make decisions and people make decisions for the self, for the purpose of self-preservation rather than the purpose of principle. Therefore, because the king's command was so urgent, in other words, all of them are afraid because he's mad, and the furnace is exceedingly hot, the flame, uh, the, the flame of the fire killed those men who took up Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, and these three men, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, fell down, bound into the midst, <clears throat> excuse me, of the burning fiery furnace. Verse 24, then King Nebuchadnezzar was astonished as he arose in haste. This is the reward. And spoke, saying to his counselors, boy, this will defy the counselors, won't it? <laughs> Did we not cast three men bound into the midst of the fire? They answered and said to the king, true, O king. <clears throat> he said, look, I see four men loose 
which means they're not bound anymore. So when they were in the fire, what burned off? What the enemy meant for evil. I see four men loose walking in the midst of the fire. I would have loved to been there. Can you imagine? They, they fall in. <clears throat> How many have been around fire and touched it once and you wished you hadn't? This fire is so hot, it kills the guys that threw them in. What do you think their natural is, is thinking? This is trouble. But then they hit the coals. They hit the, the surface where the fire is. And all of a sudden, it doesn't hurt. Not only that, what does fire need to burn? It needs oxygen. Which means what's available for a human to breathe if the fire's sucking it up. Because most people, they suffocate before they burn, they say, to death. And in the midst of that, they're walking around. I wonder if they were like, hey, Look at, look at the, touch it. Can you breathe? Yeah, I can breathe. <clears throat> and he says this, they're walking around in the midst of the fire and they are not hurt. <clears throat> I love this. And the form of the fourth is like the Son of God. Because <clears throat> when you take a stand, the Son of God shows up. Well, I got to get past all that other stuff. Yes, you do, but you can do it. <clears throat> Why? Because you know who you are before you ever get to the place where somebody else demands you be something different. Imagine the peer pressure that they felt naturally. But these guys have been doing this for years. <clears throat> these guys refuse to eat the diet. They're used to miracles. Come on, young people. You, you need to get used to miracles. I mean, this is a goal for this church. I've said it before. I'm not getting to the end of my life and, and provided the Lord doesn't return first <clears throat> and we're not handing off a church to the next generation that's called to, to, to continue with this work that is broke, busted, disgusted, whiny, weak, thankless, doesn't know how to walk by faith, no, it's not happening. It's not happening. They are not going to go into, <clears throat> we're not continuing generations of church hurt. <clears throat> I'm willing to beat this pulpit up over that one. <clears throat> well, I just need to find a church that won't hurt me. You never will. 
people are there. Let me help you. You're there. <laughs> Will it really happen? Yeah, really forgive. Let it go. You, do you want to pass that on to your kids? Do you want to intentionally handicap the next generation? I do not. I will not. I stand. Well, you've done stuff. I'll apologize. But in our generation today, you can't even blink sideways and somebody's offended. Why'd you look at me like that? Why are you so sensitive? You know, people say, you know, maybe they just had gas. <laughs> Joy, come on. <laughs> we take a stand. I mean, we've had sufficient put into us. Do you know there's a lot of young people that don't have families? So what's the church family going to do about that? Do we see new young people and we go, oh, and stand at a distance? It's new people. We don't do that around here. We engage like Jesus engages. We love like Jesus loves. We lay down ours for someone else. Do you know, I believe, because we believe that that God blesses, that he's, he's, he pays back. You know what I mean by that? Whatever a man sows, he reaps. But I believe we should be so strong in giving. I'm not saying I'm here. I'm, I'm calling all of us here. We are so strong in giving that we don't even care if we get anything back. It's just our nature to give. That we don't flaunt natural things but we flaunt spiritual things. There is no substitute in the natural for obedience and the flow of the supernatural. Obedience to and the flow of the supernatural. And within each and every one of these young people and in each and every one of you. Some of you that are older, you just need to get healthy so you can give to someone else. Well, how do I do that? Hang out with your physician. I'm not talking about St. V's or Deaconess or it's Billings Clinic now. Tells you how old I am. <laughs> I'm not talking about any of that. I'm talking about the great physician. Jesus. Well, I was hurt as a teenager, and so I have a hard time relating. No, 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 no. Jesus has no hard time relating. It's so simple. Everybody lift up a fist like this, and then like this, and then go. That's called a fist bump. <laughs> they all know how to do it. Well, I don't know their lingo. So what? Love on them and use your lingo. They don't even know what smoke on the water is. And I don't, you know, I don't, people say, oh, you played rap in church. Yeah, 
Who cares? I mean, if it was trash wrapped, that'd be one thing. But it's the church clap, baby. I can't even do it. I'm just like. Do it. Man, I've danced to Cotton Eye Joe in a church before. You say, oh, yeah, like God's in heaven, all bent over that. Guess what I don't do anymore? I used to, after I graduated high school, I went to Seattle, I went clubbing. I'd never been clubbing before because there's not really clubbing in Billings. At least there wasn't at the time. I couldn't even hear after I left that place. I think I danced with like five people. I never even knew who they were. I don't even know who they are. Just living random in darkness. I came out of there. I'm like, that was the best time ever. Couldn't hear. Didn't even know who I was around. Then we come into the church and we're like, well, we can't do anything. I'm not telling you go clubbing. I'm saying there are things we can do. <laughs> there are things we can do that are fun. My son told me, he's like, I'm tired, but I had a lot of fun. <laughs> and they got Jesus and they got the word. We didn't, we didn't give him anything that the world's agenda is playing for them to worship to. We defied it. And we'll continue to do that every Wednesday at youth group, every Sunday here. And we're gonna increase in it more and more. You say, how? Because you all are gonna work. Ooh, I got like four, five, that's right, same ends on that. Listen. It's okay. I know what I'm I know what I'm after when I stand before the Bema, the judgment seat. I know what I'm after. Do you know what you're after? Or are you just wanting to escape hell? I'd rather punch hell in the face while I'm here. This is as close to hell as I'm ever getting. And I'm gonna make it rough on the enemy. Why? Because you're not scaring me with heaven. where I'm going Paul said I know in whom I have believed I believed a while back but I know now I'm convinced I know people that have walked in heaven I'm telling you right now sitting in this room they've already been there and back multiple I'm so excited to go. My dad's there. My grandparents are there. But I got to fill up the ship first. And I got to pass on a baton when it's time. That's what, you, that's what we're doing as spiritual parents and as natural parents. Amen. Every head bowed, every eye closed. If you're in this place today and you don't know Jesus, I don't want to miss the opportunity to share him with you and give you opportunity to receive him.
Scripture says in John chapter 3, verse 16, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. We know from scripture, Romans chapter three, verse number 23, for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. We know from Romans chapter six, verse 23, that that wage of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life. Romans chapter five, verse eight and nine says, but God demonstrates his own love toward us and that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Much more than having been now, having now been justified by his blood, we, have, we shall be saved from wrath through him. So we're saved from wrath through Jesus. God loved us so much, he put his wrath on Jesus so that we wouldn't have to receive it if we would take Jesus as our Lord and Savior. We receive God's forgiveness through faith by trusting in Christ, Romans 10, 9 and 10. If you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For with the heart one believes unto righteousness and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. You can place your faith in Jesus and receive God's gift of eternal life right now. If you'd like to receive Jesus, I'd like you to raise your hand if you're in the room or if you're watching online. In the comment section underneath, just put yes and put that hand emoji up. Thank you for taking the time to listen today. If you would like more information about Faith Family Church, including service times and location, visit faithfamilybillings.com.